I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome into postgame number three of the Western Conference Finals of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, joined by EP Ringside, Shap Shots, and D Magazine. The name of the book is called We Win Here. Sold some copies tonight at the AAC. He's our very own Sean Shapiro. And these are tough, Sean, but you know what? If we're going to be on podcast with the good, we got to be on with the bad. And uh, tonight was... Uh, you know, I was thinking bigger picture, and I was thinking, you know, you finally got that that early start. You had kids in the stands, you know, pumped up Western Conference Finals, and it, it just, I, I mean, we're talking a minute and a half into the game. It wasn't even, the barn wasn't even allowed to erupt upon puck drop. It just went dead from a minute and a half to the rest of the game. Yeah. Um Gavin, more, I mean, it's, uh, you, you think about disappointing moments in Stars history, and you think about, like, where the moment is there to be seized and everything like that. And it's, it, this is, this is just like game seven in 2016 against St. Louis. That's, that's how this felt like to me, like a home game, huge playoff game, your season's on the line. I know that one technically ended a series and you, you just dropped in giant egg and then tonight like this that's that's what tonight was like and i mean but this one to me it's even worse because it's the first true home biggest home game in 15 years by the stage right like i know technically like technically they had home games in that bubble in edmonton but like yeah the, the, the that didn't happen in front of fans. We all know that. Right. So this was the, the biggest home game in 15 years. Yeah. Western Conference Finals. The fans were great during warm-ups. I mean, during warm-ups in, in, in pregame, I, I spent some time on the plaza before the game catching up with some people. Like, the energy was great. And you, you, you have one of the most disappointing moments and I, I, I keep trying to like talk myself to about like sometimes I, I don't want to be too harsh, but it's it's true. You have one of the most disappointing penalties in the history of the franchise. Yeah. And it just unravels the entire game and the actions that follow by both that individual, who obviously we'll talk about quite a bit, and the team itself just you talk about just a giant slap in the face to to your fans. And it's, I, I know it's, it's, it's like, I, I've, 
I try to be careful because I want to be fair on things. And I can't think of a fair way to defend what happened in this game tonight. Well, you went into the locker room and we appreciate the insight with spits and suds and, and, and tell us what happened. Well, we, um, not a good thing to happen, by the way, where I'm up in the Stars press box recording this in one of the booths. And uh, credit to the Stars PR staff. One of the great things they do is they leave a bucket of uh, of nice frosties up uh, at the top of the, up, up oh. in the press box. So I'm at least uh, I'm at least uh, having uh, having a, have a little bit of a beverage while we're doing this. So at least that's a good thing about tonight. I'm so uh, jealous. Um, but so we're walking. The media is heading down to the locker room, and there's a tunnel. Um, you've been down in the bowels of the AAC. There's a tunnel that kind of goes to the locker room area we're walking by. And as the media is going down, we are actually passed by Jamie Ben and Max Domi. And now Max Domi is not that important in this, but he's just to set the full scene for people. Jamie Ben and Ma- Jamie Ben and Max Domi walk past the bean, the media. Jamie Ben keeps walking to his car, gets into his car, and leaves. And Ben, um, we confirmed this with Stars PR declined to speak to the media. And in the Stars locker room, Tyler Sagan, Joe Pavelski, Scott Wedgwood stand up and face the music for whatever term you want to use. And Ben, who had the penalty, who got ejected and um, was not there. And for a for a team in a sport, and this was already a bad, this was a bad incident before. Like this team, we've talked about Jamie Ben as the captain. This is the stars players past and present swear about how they'll follow him to the end of the earth, how they'll, how he sets the tone for everything. And when he sets the tone, like he did in the first period, it's, it's, he doomed the team. Like he, 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 yeah. like he, he, he ended the season. Jamie Ben ended the season, and for everything we've talked about—the the renaissance, the the, the the redemption arc, everything that that happened this year—it's it's 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 he's he's the villain at the end, um, and it's and obviously whether he spoke to the media or not isn't going to change what happened in the game. But then, in a sport where we talk so much about accountability and standing up for your Excel actions and 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 being a leader by being accountable. Like we, man, Gavin, we got to apologize to Ryan Suter right now. We give Ryan Suter crap. Yeah. For being, for being brief with the media after making a game defining mistake. We give Ryan Suter crap for that. Jamie Ben won't even meet with the media after ending the star season. Right. That, that, that is like, like I, that's, that's how the bar is so is so low. Like I, I have to apologize to Ryan Suter. Like I, I actually, I'm going to stop and just do that right now because last episode I talked about, I talked about after that game, we're like, oh, how do you think Joe Pavelski? How do you think Jamie Ben would have reacted after making a game? Yeah. Like I talked about, like I think that, I don't think they would have been as as terse and 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 and, and you know what? So I'm I'm issuing an apology right now because Ryan Suter deserves more credit for at least standing up and showing up. Joe well, Pavelski, Tyler Sagan showed up and stood up tonight. Scott Wedgwood, of all people, like, why does he get pulled into the crossfire? Right. Like, and Jamie, Jamie Ben is the captain of this team. And I know the captain has to, has to wear it sometimes, but it's part of the job. And honestly, it's, it's, it's a terrible, terrible look that just makes what happened in the game and what it did to the star season just feel even worse. So, so I think we all remember 
in the bubble, Jamie Ben sitting in the locker alone, obviously taking it really hard. Mm-hmm. And that was an extremely endearing picture. And I think sometimes you have to take a step back and realize that Stars fans are going to be looking for answers. And whether he likes it or not, that's not a good look for the captain. And you do have to face the music. And, yeah, we don't want to be overly cr- – things are going to happen, but also saying uh, I let my emotions get the better of me and it was a dumb play. You know, or, you know, I let the emotions and I caught, I let down my teammates tonight. I, I'm not saying Stars fans would forgive for that penalty because I agree with you. It certainly is going to live forever in our memory as hockey fans. But I think this takes it to the next level when you won't face the media. And we've always... Jamie Ben has never been the best with the media. You know, very short answers. And we joked around like, boy, you know, like when the national broadcast grab him in between periods, it's like, oh, boy. (laughs) You know, but at the same time, like this tonight, it's just it's not a good look. I agree with you. Suter at least spoke. But if you combine Suter with the Ben situation, it's tough. I mean, uh, these fans did not get their money's worth tonight. And 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 that's tough. And they were frustrated. And that's no excuse to throw things on the ice. And, you know, I mean, that's a whole nother story. Um, But at the same time, Sean, you know, there has to be a point where the captain speaks up, stands in front. You know, I mean, because that's tough on the teammates. You're right. Tyler Sagan shouldn't have to speak. It should basically be Jamie Ben in the front answering questions. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this. If he said, you know, if he showed some compassion or let's just say he said, you know, I was wrong, how would that affect his situation with NHL player safety? Because the question is, are we looking at just a maximum fine allowed by the NHL Players Association or are we looking at a suspension? I mean, I think it should be a suspension looking at the and looking looking at just the event itself. To me, that's. That's a play I don't want in the sport, and that's that's a suspendable play. And honestly, George Peros was in the building tonight, and I know, um, I think George Peros was in the building. George Peros is the director of NHL player safety, and he's the one who makes the rulings. And he was in tonight, and uh, for my money, that's that's a suspendable play. I mean, if Petrangelo was suspended last game for that slash, which yeah. was a violent attack to hurt a player. That's what this was on Mark Stone, a, a all-star player who is in a prone position, and he not only he, he attacked him, like he, he attacked him, he cross-checked him very dangerously, and a guy who this doesn't apply to the severity of the suspension, but a guy who had back surgery this year, like this yeah. is this is a bad, a very this is a bad bad play, and um, I honestly I I would have even been okay if. If if they said, you know what, Jamie's not going to talk because he's got a hearing tomorrow and he uh, and he and he wants to not he wants to save any commentary for a discussion with George Cross. That would have been fine. You know what? That would have been I would have not been happy with that, but I would have been defend. I wouldn't be able to defend that right now. Yeah, I can't, I can't defend this. I can't defend this. Jamie declined to talk. Jamie declined to talk to the media. And it's and it's the, the, the media thing is important, but it's it's more. The most important thing is this is a terrible hockey play. And this is a terrible hockey play by a player who has, who is 
playing one of the biggest games of his life. And I don't know if he just snapped or what, but like it's, it's, I had a, I had a former, I had a former stars player. Um, and I want to be clear, this, this former stars player has played within the last five years and has been um, on on has been has had jamie as a captain and this player has has praised jamie to me multiple times they texted me after that happened they texted me after the play and they said that's one of the five dumbest penalties i've ever seen in my life the place is a morgue and that was and that was that was from a former stars player who has had jamie as a captain that was their view of it and it's so perfectly fitting because it killed the Stars season it, it did. And then, yeah. and, and now it's, it's, you know what, Jamie, Jamie Ben may not speak to the media again until September because, right. because he probably should be and probably, and probably will be suspended for game four. Dallas loses. He's not probably not going to talk at X interview day and he probably won't talk again until September. And it's, it's, um, it's, it's disappointing because I wanted you want this story, like the, the Benessance, the story of Jamie Ben refinding his game. I wrote a really nice piece about him last week on it. Like, and I, I really believe all those words in that story, but it's hard to it's hard to defend a player in a sport where we, we preach accountability and we preach all of this and we say this is the sport where it's team first, accountability, all of that, and then you do this. And it's just it's very disappointing. And I, and I, I'm, it's, it's, there's disappointment with Jamie Ben on this. And then there's also disappointment with the team overall because and, and it, it lies 99% on Jamie, but there's still that 1% of me that wonders is where is the person, where's the other adult in the room who goes over to Jamie and says, Hey, I know it's going to suck, but let's put together, let's put together, let's just prep just prep for this. You just have to answer three questions. What'd you see on the play? Oh, I don't know. I was going to fall. I was falling and I didn't mean to was, did you mean to hurt him? No, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. He's okay. And, uh, and, and do you think you'll be suspended? I don't know. That's up for the league to decide. Are you disappointed? Of course I'm disappointed. Okay. Thanks Jamie. Move on. Like that. That's, yeah. literally, that's literally like, where was the adult in the room to come in and also prep him? It's 99% on Jamie Ben. Jamie Ben's a grown ass man. He can handle himself, but at the, sometimes I'd like, where was the other person who came in to put? Maybe there's someone else who comes in to push and, and does that. And maybe Jamie, maybe Jamie re, re, uh, rebuffed that and everything like that. And then that makes it even worse. But it's it's such a disappointing way for this to all have all turned out. And just like I didn't think the post game interaction would make this worse, and somehow it did. Yeah, because I mean, now the narrative tomorrow will not only be the stars lost, but this will be a headline that he he didn't speak. And, and, and that's that's a shame because, I mean, you know, it, it's it's going to pile on even more to what was supposed to be an amazing two games. So not only is it a bad penalty, which would have talked about, but then you look forward to game four um, or at least, you know, there there's some, albeit dwindling excitement. At least you have a game four in your house. But now, you know, tomorrow, I know my radio station is going to talk about it. And, and they should. And Pete DeBoer on Jamie Ben's game misconduct after the game says, quote, this is per Mike Leslie. He made a mistake. Nobody feels worse than he does right now. I'm not going to pile on. I mean, that's the coach. He's defending his guy. DeBoer also added that the stars will live with the consequences and that he's thankful Mark Stone is okay. The fact that DeBoer is saying live with the consequences, I think the stars know that Jamie Ben um, well, it's, will, 
I, something was going to happen. Other other players have to live with Jamie Ben's consequences. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like now, now they would have to either way when it comes to a potential suspension. But the other part that they have to live with now, and it's not fair. Like I felt for like Tyler Sagan and Joe Pavelski tonight were asked about Jamie's penalty and about should Jamie be speaking. They had to live with it. They had to answer for Jamie tomorrow at practice. I guarantee you, he's not going to be available. It'll be one of those things. I mean, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong, and maybe he makes amends. But I'm, I can using predictive pattern guessing i'm guessing he's not going to be available um hopefully at practice tomorrow jamie is hopefully not i mean at practice tomorrow not hopefully you will probably see a situation where all of a sudden radic fox essa lindell miro hishkin and jason robertson uh they're gonna have to answer for man how much does it suck that jamie ben is out when the guy who's actually done the crime is not stepping forward and i i I, I I just it's it's a really crummy way to to really be talking about things when like like I know the stars can in theory the series isn't over but I think the numbers what like teams that are th- it's like 196 and four all time when teams are up yeah. 3-0 and then like never in the happened com- in the finals either. yeah and it never happened in the conference final beyond so like it's star season is effectively over and they're basically kind of going through the wake of the season right now like. Maybe like obviously, I I would love to be wrong. Honestly, like to, like I would love to be wrong. I would yeah. love to I would love to be wrong. I would love to witness history. But where do you really think this Vegas team can lose four games in a row to anyone? Right. That's just that's just a commentary on how good this Vegas team is. Yeah, so. and, and and not to mention, it would be nice to have Jamie Ben on Thursday because Evgeny Dodonov went down tonight with what looked like a pretty serious uh, lower body injury. Never returned. So. That's going to be questionable. So basically, the third line is gone, minus Wyatt Johnston. Yeah, and and I mean, and then you also had uh, Max Domi gone for like sixteen minute of penalties tonight yeah. too. So yeah, it's like... and, and you know, I I look at and I understand you know frustrations are going to happen, but I look at the Jamie Ben, I, I look at Miro, and you know that's just simply a mistake. But you know, didn't didn't play the puck. It was clearly interference. You, you actually, I know where you sit, Gavin. So did you, I didn't, I didn't for my, I was on the opposite side of the ring. Yeah. So for me, I didn't see how far he was from the puck from your angle. Cause you have a, you had him. I know you had a better angle cause you're on the yeah. other side of the ice. Yeah, I had a great so angle. Was that interference or not? Cause I yes. we didn't really have a good look in the press. box. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. the puck was probably about seven to 10 feet past him. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I thought had he made, you know, what I tweeted out was had he made any play on the puck, you know, kind of went parallel. Um, I think it was Riley Smith going down. If, if he had somewhat moved his body parallel and, and then hit him, um, maybe it doesn't get called. But the fact that he hit him straight on, um, it just, it, it was interference. I mean, the puck okay. was clearly gone. And clearly, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights were going for the puck. And the the player was prohibited from going for the puck by Miro. So, You know, in essence, that was uh, interference. Uh, I can understand, you know, Stars fans' frustrations, but at the same time, I did. And then we saw Max Domi, and I had a good look at that as well. And there was a lot of chirping back and forth. And I truly believe that's where that misconduct came from because the referee was standing right there watching all of it. They go down the ice, and once again, Max Domi is chirping. And then they go back down and then he makes the, he makes the board. Was it boarding or slashing? I guess it was, well, whatever it was, um, you know, and then he gets the misconduct. So just a, just a tough night uh, all around. Uh, 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We talked in between periods about the pull of Jake Ottinger. Um, I can't justify Jake Ottinger. I mean, you know, clearly Vegas has a pattern of shooting high on Ottinger. Um, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that. The the third goal, the backhand, you know, you just can't let those in. Uh, first goal, you know, that was uh, letting the player in from the blind side without covering, you know, the back. So I don't blame that on Ottinger. So, you know, just a tough night all around. I mean, I think Wedgwood played okay. Um uh, so, you know, two questions, you know, did you think the poll was right? And I'm just going to throw this out there. I believe you put Ottinger back in, but you know, there will be some chatter about just trying to switch it up and throwing Wedgwood in for game four. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to. Got to go with your horse, right? You, you got to go with Ottinger. Like yeah. it's, you're throwing everything at a wall and see what sticks. And I don't think. I, I thought Scott Wedgwood was fine in relief, but yeah. I mean, I know Jake Ottinger can steal a game and you need someone to steal four games potentially. Right. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it's, uh, I, I don't think, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Like Ottinger tonight was, I, I, I had no issue with the poll. I thought it was the best decision in this game, but I think for game four, you have to go back to Ottinger because honestly, it doesn't matter who you play in goal. Like I, it's it, like they're not winning this series. And I, I hate to say that. And I hate to be so like, I, I don't, I don't want to be like pessimistic about it, but it's just the reality of it. Like, it's just like looking across the series to the East where those games have been close, right? All those games have been close. One goal games where Florida's won by is only plus three as goals go, but Carolina is not winning that series. We know the Stanley cup final is going to be Florida versus Vegas. If I'm wrong, fine. That's that's, that would be amazing. But, 120 years of NHL playoff history. Tell me I won't be wrong. Right. And so, and so it's, it's going to be, it's, it's for the stars and Carolina on these it's, can you try to defeat history? Can you be annoying enough to do it? And I, uh, man, hell, if they do it, be a great story, but it's, yeah, it's like, it's, 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 it's the reality of it is the run is, the run ended with Jamie Ben's actions and it's just the reality like Ottinger, you know what Ottinger needed to be better. Yes. Yep. The defense needed to limit some of the chances. The stars needed to get better chances against Aiden Hill because like, I know the shot totals were what, 34, 16 or whatever. Yes. But, but also there's something called, I want people to be clear on there's something called score effects. When Vegas is up three, nothing, they're also willing to give up some, give up some chances on the outside that they did. Um, and so like Aiden Hill was fine, but I didn't think Aiden Hill had to be great in this game. Like, you know, I, I think in the third period, he got a little bit more action, uh, for obvious reasons, but, 
Um, I, you and I were talking. I did not see any kind of sustainable pressure all night. No, not at all. And, and that's one of the, you know, I, I also didn't see too much of a net presence. And maybe that has to do with Ben leaving, but, you know, and, and juggling the lines like they had to. But it just wasn't a good night all around. And uh, that's uh, really tough. I will give credit, Sean. Um, I thought Vegas uh, came out. I thought their passing tonight was excellent. They oh, were crisp. Yeah. I mean, you could hear the puck hitting the tape. I mean, they were so crisp up and down. They looked good. Um, you know, my, yeah. oh, my, sorry, go. No, no, to, continue, to add to your point, my good, a uh, good friend of mine, Dmitry Filipovich, who does the, he does the PDO cast, the daily uh, podcast up in Vancouver. He sent me a message during the third period where in, in Dimitri is real smart. He, uh, but he tracks scoring chances and shots. And he sent me during the third period, he had, uh, Vegas had 13 shots, but he also had Vegas with 13 scoring chances. He said, I've never had that before. I've never had where every single shot is a scoring chance where as while Vegas didn't have the quantity of shots, every chance, every chance, every shot was a chance to score. And that's, that is an incredible rarity. And so this is a very, like you're right. Give Vegas a ton of credit because I know people will look at the shot count and everything like that, but Vegas was very good tonight and yeah so it happens hey we get a lot of feedback and we got a lot of comments so uh we will uh certainly uh get to those uh in just a second i did want to point out um we had some great listeners that stopped by tonight um and thank you so much sean you came down and uh, we got to spend uh some time together and i'm so happy you sold some books tonight uh, but cal and his dad uh, Jed, our, our big listeners, and uh, congratulations, Cal. He's transferring to Abilene Christian University, majoring in marketing. Maybe he could be the marketing director of Spits and Suds as we continue to grow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it was so awesome to spend time with them, and it was so cool to hear people's passion for the podcast tonight. Um, you know, it's just it's very inspiring. So thank you to all that stopped by. We truly appreciate it. So that kind of made me smile tonight. And in other words, a uh, tough night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Let's get to our Twitter questions and comments. There's certainly a lot of them. Uh, let's go to Oleg, who says, I'm not sure the Ben play is forgivable. It's an idiotic, selfish play, especially for a captain and a leader of the team. Not sure there's coming back from that given the moment. Nobody cares what I think, but he lost me there. This is the straw that broke the camel's back. So, I, you know, I don't think we disagree with you. I guess the question is, Sean, and I'm not trying to get in Jamie's Jamie Ben's head, but Losing like they did in the last game, did that force any pressure going into tonight? I, I know they were a calm, cool, collective team. They say all the right things, but losing in the fashion that they did, I, I wonder if that caused them to oppress uh, a little bit, which caused Jamie to do what he did. Um, I don't know. That's I, 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 I get it. I, I, I get where you're coming from, but I also have a hard time to 
get in. I have a, I have a hard time getting to Jamie's head on that. Like yeah. I've like it's like it's I have a very hard time getting to Jamie's head on that. Like it's not it's not it's not fair. And part of the whole point of media availability is so he can clear up some of that stuff. Like I I can't get into Jamie's head on that because I don't know. And I, I don't know. I don't know what he's feeling and the fact that he won't tell us forces us to look at the evidence and the evidence just shows me something that looks and like Mark Stone's not a chirper. Like I want, like I've talked yeah. to some, like that's the other thing. Like Mark Stone's not a chirper. Mark Stone is not a, it's, it's not like, it's not like Mark Stone was under his skin. There wasn't enough time. Like this, right. this is a minute, 46 seconds into the game. Yeah. Like, like this is like, I, mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And um, if he just snapped, just own it. Like, like if he just snapped, I, I, I'd be okay with that. That would be admitting that I'm human. Like, like if he just wanted to admit, like, you know what, guys, I messed up. I messed up. I own it. I'm glad he's not hurt. That's all he needed to say. But I don't know because I, I don't know what he, what, what happened. And, and, and if you're talking about an overtime loss on, in, uh, on Sunday being the reason you did that, that's, it's a pretty piss poor thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So two things I wanted to point out about Mark Stone is uh, I had a good viewpoint. And so after the penalty, you know, w- when he got up, he came over to the bench and you, I mean, I didn't have to read his lips. I could hear him. And he said, let's go boys. This is our time. So he was clearly firing up his teammates, telling him, I'm fine. Let's go. The other thing I wanted to point out about the captain of the of the Knights was when Nicholas Haig took that penalty and Domi got the extra penalty, Haig was skating over to the box and Stone had his fist out to fist bump him and Haig didn't see it. And he went to go into the box and Stone actually grabbed him and turned him back and gave him a fist bump and basically said, you know, I mean, whatever he said, but it was encouraging. And I just saw those two things. And I wanted to point out, you know, Mark Stone as a, uh, a captain, you know, those were two impressive things that I saw firsthand uh, tonight from him. So, uh, you know, and he's been a beast for them in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, old Otis. Uh, there's nothing you could really question. This is just a bitch slapping. And, and that's the tough thing from stars fans tonight is, is this is going to go down as a memorable loss for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Calgary puck question. You pronounce Haskinen with a shh. Is that the correct pronunciation all year? I've wanted to ask Sean Shapiro this question. <laughs> so I'm telling you Calgary puck, he started doing it. So I view Sean as a little bit smarter than me. So I started doing it. So if Sean's wrong, it's him. It's Miro Heishkinen. And it is, uh, that is how the Finns have told me is pronounced. Uh, Back in 2019, before the pandemic shut the world down, I actually went to Finland. Yes, I remember uh, that. Great articles. And and, uh, so, yes, that is how it is pronounced. Miro Heishkinen. Okay, so it's Miro Heishkinen. And for those in Canada, it's pronounced Sean not Shapiro. <laughs> Shapiro. <laughs> as, as Sean pointed out on our radio station today. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because in Canada, every time I watch uh, Hockey Night in Canada, it's Tyler Sagan. 
Yeah, that's so a, it is. Uh, yeah, it is. It is Sean Shapiro, but because of Mark Shapiro's work in yep. Toronto, I yep. get the, I get the Shapiro every time I hop on a Canadian radio station. So. Yep. Unfortunately, there's no other pronunciation except bad pronunciations yeah. of spittle. I've lived with yes. it my whole life. <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> All right, Belfour's Billions is back and says, "Can you recall a more embarrassing showing from Dallas in a big game?" That's an interesting question. What do you think, Sean? I mean, it's the the game seven one is the game seven against St. Louis definitely yep. comes to mind. But this is to me, this is even more so of a uh, uh, is is even more so just because of the person involved. Like, um, I look at the game seven against St. Louis, that was a big goaltending letdown and everything like that. But tonight was embarrassing because it was a character letdown, and to me, that's 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 more embarrassing than just having goalies falter in a big moment at what the Blickens Blickenstein's monster ass. Is there enough footage to catch and ban the fans who threw trash on the ice? They at least should do a full malice at the palace investigation for who threw popcorn on Hill. So I'm, I'm sure they will, if they can look and try to find some people. Uh, however, I wanted to give kudos to the NHL. Um, for stopping the period. I thought that was a terrific move for the safety of the players. At that point, it would have taken a while to clear the ice. It just wasn't worth it. So um, I thought that was a very smart decision by the NHL. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, 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 it's a tool they were able to use, and I'm happy for that. And uh, I, uh, I actually was surprised that the officials didn't give the stars another penalty because to, yeah. be, to clear to everyone, the stars actually they're in that moment, the, uh, the home team can get a penalty for that. So that's, I actually was surprised the stars didn't get a penalty for that. So the stars actually got away more positive than they should have on that moment. So, <laughs> so. yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, Meyer Patel asked, do the stars need to pull the C off Ben like they did with Madonna? You don't have a moral ready to take over the sea like they did back then, but that play by Ben was about as poor of a leadership show as I've seen by a captain in the playoffs. Embarrassing. And uh, no, I, I mean, personally, personally, I think that's an, uh, that's an overreaction and he's been the sea for a long time. And I, I just don't think that would be healthy for the team. I don't think taking the captaincy away ever works. Yeah. As long as the player is still on the team, I, I just don't think it works. I think um, we saw this year Winnipeg took it away from uh, Blake Wheeler, and it—I don't think it worked. We saw what happened to Winnipeg in the first round against Vegas when uh, Madano had it taken away, and it went tomorrow. It was very messy in San Jose. We've had that happen. Like, I just—I don't—I don't think it works, and I think it's. Um, I, I don't like I've never been a take the captaincy guy away, but I will say tonight was very uncaptain like by Jamie Ben. And um I've I, I really like Gavin, like I really don't ever push for anyone to take a captaincy away on any team just because I think yeah. it, it creates more problems than solutions. But tonight Jamie Ben made it very hard to support that he is the unbridled leader of this team yep and so that's uh so i i don't, I don't think it's time to take the c away I, I i don't think i don't think that's the answer but i mean it's very it's the type of thing that 
three days ago. Three days ago, I'm talking about Jamie Ben being a leader that's going to put this team forward and is still the guy and he didn't go anywhere and everything like that. And tonight I'm checking cap friendly to see how many years are left on his contract. And that's the reality of what tonight did. Is it three? It's next season and the following season. So two. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mark R. Ben must have had a bad evening at home. Uh, well, I don't think so. Seriously, though, is Otter the real answer in net? They do need more sandpaper in their lineup to finesse. So the second part of those questions, Mark, I do find interesting. And Sean and I will dive in in the offseason. It was kind of cool, like, uh, when I was talking with listeners of Spits and Suds during the intermission, I was actually asking people, what would you like to hear in the offseason? Not that I was going there yet, yeah, yeah. but I, I love getting the pulse and I got some really good suggestions. And then I was, you know, giving them my thoughts and they're like, yeah, I definitely would listen to that episode, the prospects episode, the, you know, different um, episodes. So that was uh, really cool. But, you know, I, I did want to answer the back half of those questions. Yes. Otter is the real answer in net. Uh, we have a good one in Dallas. I understand bad playoffs, but to me, this is just me. He succeeded at every level, and we've seen too much good Jake Ottinger, and the, I don't think the Stars are where they are. I mean, he was a workhorse this year for them, and he was a consistent workhorse. Do they need more sandpaper? I don't know if they have the cap space to bring in more sandpaper, but I actually do like that, Sean. Um, it's a little old school, but I do think they need a little sandpaper in their lineup. Well, I mean, tonight you had one of the biggest issues you had tonight was some of the guys who bring it where one was – your captain who got yeah. ejected a minute and yep. a half into the game. You had yep. Max Domi uh, have a misconduct for 10 minutes. You had Delandria spending quality time in the sin bin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, it's, I, I want it the way you, I want it the way the Vegas has an Ivan, Ivan Barbashev, a guy who can also put the puck in the net. I, yeah. I want it to be that type of guy. Man, is he wide? Yeah. He is a yep. wide body. Uh, okay. Uh, Cameron Teague, when is it time to question the leadership of Ben? Well, we've, we've uh, been doing it. We've been, we've doing, been it. doing it. Like yep. we've been doing it and it's, it's that that's the case. That's reality. That's absolutely. Doing, so. This is not your cheerleading podcast. We can promise you that we're going to be fair, but we're not going to be cheerleaders. Rupert asks when players are given a misconduct that early in the game, where do they go and what do they do for the remainder of the game? That's a great question, Rupert. Um, you know, uh, man, <laughs> I'm guessing they stay and watch it on TV and just sit there and, you know, well, take mean, a they shower. Have, they have the option, right? Like they have a couple of different places they can go. All the only rule says they have to leave the ice and, leave the game. Like they, and they can't be on the bench. So essentially they go back to the locker room area, they shower. Um, there's like a team area lounge i would call it is the best way to describe it where there's a television and they can watch the game and i'm sure that's where jamie ben watched the game because he sure as hell did not make his way up to the press box where you could be seen near other other people so yeah. um it's that's that's where they go they go back there um it's the same some uh some scratches don't watch the game from the press box i know it's always a common thing where people think like all scratches watch the game from the press box some scratches actually prefer to watch the game back inside the locker room 
because they'll do their workout while the game is going on and they'll watch on the TV and then they'll just kind of stay in the team lounge. And that way they don't have to put their suit on and everything like that. So at Sam C U K R, uh, otherwise known as Jim Nils fourth burner <laughs> wedge should start game four thoughts. We we've talked about that. We both like Ottinger in that. Yeah. And Nate Mowry jumps on that bandwagon at Nate Mowry who starts next game. And he retweets Mike Kelly. And Mike Kelly put in a tweet two hours ago, Jake Ottinger, first eight playoff games, save percentage 921, goals saved above expected 0.75. Last eight playoff games, save percentage 856, goals saved above expected minus 11.23. I, you know, he needs to be better. He needs to be elite. Goalies can win you series, and he hasn't been that. But uh, I still think he's a very, very good, you know, very talented goalie yeah. with, I think, the best years to come. No, I agree. All right. At uh, Nui Fan. And by the way, kudos to Sean Shapiro. I'm just going to throw this out there. It's been a long day for Sean, going to practices, going to post games, <laughs> flying in. You know, I mean, Sean's a man of the people, man on the road. So thank you, Sean Shapiro. All right. Thank at you, Gavin. Nui, yeah, well, <laughs> you know. At Newey fan, still waiting for my kickbacks for that book plug. Uh, <laughs> at Newey fan, I don't have questions, just extremely disappointed. Trash performance on and off the ice, bad look for hashtag Texas hockey. Uh, Brew Boy, my friend, Brew Boy 23. I guess my most pressing question is how much of this is a coaching failure or is it mostly player failure? Bad prep by coaches or players' failure to execute? I I think this is on the players. I mean, Pete DeBoer can't control the players on the ice and the mistakes they made. I mean, nothing. Yeah. What, what, no, Pete DeBoer can't hit a like a magical pause button and run onto the ice and stop Jamie Ben from cross checking a fall right. on Mark Stone. So yeah, yeah. And, this, this, and, this is on players. And I thought the coaches made some really nice adjustments from game one to game two. So, and I thought they wanted to carry that game two philosophy over to tonight at. Spamuel Green, that's Sam Green, at a time when it seems like we need to discipline the most, we have lacked it. Reminds me of all the penalties in the beginning of the season. Hard to watch. No discipline in the stands either. Disappointing all around watching at home. Did we ride Jake too much down the stretch? Interesting question, Sean. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, it's... Okay. I, I really don't think... I mean, I... You have to, you have to remember there's important context here. Um, would the Stars have been in the position to go into the playoffs as strong if they didn't? Would they have been in the position to beat Minnesota if they didn't? Scott Wedgwood was hurt. Matt Murray is play, played okay, but I don't know if Matt Murray was at the spot to carry the ball at the time. Um, sometimes you have to play the cards you're dealt. Like, I, like in a perfect world where I can make every goalie healthy, yes, I would have wanted Jake Ange to play less games. Yeah. But I don't have that, and so I I think I think Dallas played handled the cards they were dealt well, and that's the reality of it. Um, I think that 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 that's really what it comes down to for me. It's not it's not as much as well, yes, and I, I would love in a vacuum to be able to have less workload for Jake Ottinger, but I don't think that was possible this year. 
All right. At Crow, Wi Crow Wi-Fi, it is quite obvious that Miro can't do this himself. Vegas has done a great job assembling three great defensive units. We both agree. What can the Stars do in the offseason to address the defense? So that's going to be a June-July <laughs> uh, conversation, my friend. That's a teaser. <laughs> we will have a deep dive in yes. June and July. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, because that, that's a 45-minute conversation. Just That's yeah. a podcast in itself right yes, there. Yes. You know, what, what can they do? But I do think, you know, I thought Harley, you know, I mean, the whole team looked bad, but I think Harley looked okay um, tonight. And I, I did want to uh, continue to, you know, Joel Hanley, um, for a guy his size, he throws every pound of his weight around. Yeah. And, you know, he really gives it all out there. And I appreciate that. All right, Clint Dickinson. Uh, hey, Clint, at Clint Heavy D. Hi, Gavin and Sean, longtime listener, first time commenter. You are the man. Capital letters. What? the hell was that <laughs> we agree my man thank you so much i really appreciate it i know clint and him and his wife are wonderful people so uh seen him at many stars games and uh we agree what the hell was that all right chris barnard at c barnard 82 trying to be objective here so maybe instead of us finger pointing at 223 20 etc we chalk this up to being like 1998 we're close perhaps a trade acquisition away maybe we see grushnikov or bishel come up and maybe we get somebody else like uh plus stan coven and maverick bork well that once again is a future podcast we will i pay... I, I, I do have to say one thing real yeah yeah okay, okay go go I, I am very excited about the future of the the dallas stars with the defense with grushnikov and bishel i think they both have okay but Grushnikov played one game for Texas in game three or four against Milwaukee. Grushnikov only played two and a half minutes because he was overwhelmed by the Milwaukee Admirals. I want to be fair to Grushnikov. Do not try to make plans with Grushnikov. It is not fair to the kid. Let the kid progress. <laughs> Let the kid progress on time. Do not try to put Grushnikov in this lineup next year. Please don't do that. Do not make that unfair expectation on the kid. Let him develop in the AHL. Let what happened with Thomas Harley this year happen for Grushnikov. That's my plea. <laughs> no, I love it. I, I absolutely uh, love it. And uh, just so you know, Bischel, uh took a tough injury, uh, so he's going to take some time to recover. Yeah. And, so, you know, yeah. it is it is what it is. But uh, terrific prospects. Uh, I am excited about Stankoven and Maverick Bork, and that is a future conversation. I will say I was bringing it up with my buddy tonight with Jeff, and I'm like, you know what? Do they take a chance and maybe they don't re-sign Domi because they have Stanko and maybe they take a chance on a kid and save that cap space for elsewhere. So, um, you know, that's, 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 uh, you know, I'm so excited about these future podcasts. I don't want the season to end, but at the yeah. same time, we do have a lot to talk about. Yeah, we'll have some fun. Absolutely. All right. At Ashley Norma. Oh, three. Thank you so much for your support, Ashley. Keeping the hope alive for game four, but excited to see the team develop over the summer and come back stronger next season. Feels like we're just at the beginning of what will be a great team. I love that frosting on the cake, Ash, because as we talked about the other night, when you watch that bubble cup run, you said to yourself, okay, is this just a run? And is this sustainable? When I watch the Dallas Stars this year, I think this is a sustainable team for years to come because of the youth and they're playing at such a high level with more kids coming. Yeah, I agree with that. No, it is. I think there's a, there is a bright future for this team. And 
it's well it's a very frustrating feeling tonight i think if you pivot that way it is there's a lot to be happy about absolutely and hopefully you know you smiled after this podcast because we're all frustrated at this point but <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed uh, the comments and thank you all, uh, so much for your feedback. So tomorrow we'll have Craig Ludwig join us and he'll give us his thoughts as far as the Jamie Ben uh, situation and, and more. And then Sean will rejoin us Thursday after the game. So the podcast continues. So uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe to spits and suds. And if you can just tell a friend, Hey, during these playoffs, there's a really cool podcast. It's called spits and suds with Gavin Spittle, Sean Shapiro, and Craig Ludwig. So that's going to do it for tonight. The book is called We Win Here, and Sean can sleep peacefully if he sells more books. So uh, the Texas the Texas Stars are out of the playoffs, but if you want some cool Texas Stars, now Dallas Stars story, it's a must-read book. Sean, get some well-deserved sleep, my friend, and look forward to uh, talking to you on Thursday. Sounds good, man. We'll talk uh, Thursday. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We appreciate your support and dedication to Spits and Suds, and we will talk to you tomorrow with Craig Ludwig. Have a great day, everyone.